Welcome back to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast, where as healthcare professionals, we create passive income online. We're trading in our scrubs for yoga pants, we're thinking outside of the box, aka the hospital, and we're figuring out how to make money online. And just in case you were wondering, yes, we are professionals, but we were raised on Tupac, so we making changes. <laughs> yep, you heard that right. Hey, I'm Brianne Bell, registered nurse, health, wellness, and passive income advocate. Join me on this journey of breaking free from the hospital and taking control of your schedule to reconnecting with what matters most in life, to surrendering and letting Jesus take the will. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be inspired to grow outside of the hospital walls and learn all kinds of different ways you can make money online. Welcome back to the Passive Income Nurse. Today I have a very special guest for you guys. Her name is Liz McBoy and she is going to be sharing with you all about the importance of having a brand and she really specializes in video storytelling. So I'm super excited for her to dive into that. And I also want you to listen to Liz's story. She's got a super inspiring story um, of how she built her business, when she took it online, um, she was pregnant during the pandemic and all the things. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Liz, if you will just introduce yourself, um, tell us who you are and tell us about your business. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to sit down and have this conversation because branding and marketing and video are all really essential things and they can feel unobtainable a lot of the time to people that don't come from that realm. So some background on me. So I am a video and design agency owner and a marketing mentor. What that looks like on a day-to-day -day basis is I run a brand development and web design agency that also provides video production services for um, large to small businesses that are like, hey, we want you to produce this high-end piece of content, whatever the project may be. And then on the marketing side of things, I partner with primarily female creative entrepreneurs to help them tell stories that attract and convert the right people, their people. Um, these are typically creative service providers that are looking to expand into passive income or they're adding layers into their product suite or even pivoting away from something altogether. And they're looking to reposition themselves as the expert in their industry. And they wanna become the go-to. They wanna be able to show up online in a way that feels authentic. It feels um, intentional they're being a thought leader in their space and they just need to know, okay, how do I show up online? In what ways, where, um, what marketing platforms do I need to be leveraging? Because it's so easy to get overwhelmed by email, video, social media. Do I need to be on Instagram, Pinterest? What about Clubhouse now? <laughs> and so really what I do is say, okay, let's clear the clutter on that and get to the core of what your brand is, your brand strategy, who you are, what you do, how you serve. And we get to the marketing strategy, which is then how do we tell people about it? And so that's really um, in a nutshell what I've been doing. And to kind of, I know you mentioned already the pregnancy thing. So it's been <laughs> a, a wild journey. So I'm officially now an ex-corporate um, employee, but I used to do video production and web design full-time. And about two years ago in 2019, I was on a vacation with my husband in New York. It was our first vacation, like without our baby. And I said, you know, what would it look like if I could build 
start doing more freelance work and build it into an actual business, what would it look like if I could leave my job in two years? And at the time it was like this wild dream. And fast forwarding to April, 2021, just last month, I was able to do that, which is for me an incredible accomplishment, but without like just making it look that easy, I'd love to kind of map out a little bit of what I did to get there. Yes. absolutely. I started building uh, my agency. So I did freelance web design, brand development projects on occasion, on occasion, some videos as well. And then going into 2020, I thought, okay, I need to have um, a little bit more mentorship myself. I need some guidance on, do I want to take this online? And I was also pregnant with our second baby. And then the pandemic hit and swept through the U.S. And everybody has gone through their own challenges, whether you're working full-time parenting, you're trying to be a parent, um, you're in, in betweens on careers. Everybody has gone through such a huge transition. And for one of the first times in my life, I realized like, okay, I have this skill set of video branding and marketing, but more so what's the core of that is I have the ability to find and extract stories from people and help them tell them in compelling ways that are entertaining, inspiring, moving, that leave an impact. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to venture into this online space. And I did that by creating a digital course called the Media Maker Lab. And that is a uh, a course that walks you through how to create video for your business or for your online course. And I wanted to make it super easy, not tech heavy, just giving you the foundation so that you could hit the ground running and start creating content because online courses have become like rampant now, mm-hmm. especially within the past few years. So I'll pause there as like the intro, then I can get into how I started coaching and how I'm scaling up my agency in a minute, but I'll just pause there. Okay. Thank you for sharing all that with us. And I love that you mentioned that you really clear the clutter when it comes to starting your brand or pivoting, um, whether that's, you know, someone that's in the healthcare space and maybe they have this idea of they want to build a business online and be able to take a certain skill set, like a certain knowledge um, or something that they're really good at and be able to turn that into an online business. As medical professionals, we're not really zoned in the mindset of entrepreneurship. Like we're zoned in, like we go to college, we get a degree and we clock in and we get paid. So like, we're totally, you know, 100% trading that time for money. And so when it comes to entrepreneur stuff, we're always like, Ooh, that's kind of scary. So I love that you like just kind of simplify things and you kind of have a step-by-step process of how people can come in, whether it's signing up for the media maker lab, which is kind of that's your do it yourself program, right? So like coming in at that level, or you have this one-on-one coaching where someone can say, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. I really want you to hold my hand through this and show me how to establish my brand and how to market my brand. Because at the end of the day, like you can Google anything and find multiple people on YouTube, giving you information, or, you know, you've got someone always putting their two cents in, but I think with your background in the tech industry, it really shows your area of expertise and how you can kind of just take their hand and just really help them start from the ground up and do it the right way. Because again, we can 
try and try and try, but a lot of times we're, we're having to redo or, you know, it takes just that much longer. So I think you just really condense things and simplify things, which I think is what we need in this day and age anyway, (laughs) just to keep it simple, especially as mom, you know, we're always busy and whether you work a full-time job or whatever that is, we just need to keep it simple. We don't need to overcomplicate it. So I love putting that, condensing that into one area and you really focusing in on that. So if you could, I want you to tell us the importance of having a brand? Like, why is it even important? Yeah. So I think if you're in the, even if you're like, oh, I don't even have a business. I, I don't know if this conversation is for me. I would say like, come back to it because you might be thinking, okay, I have this skill set, or maybe I have this passion. So here's a great, for instance, one of my private clients right now is a um, physical therapist who also teaches women how to bake and she's how to bake cakes, how to decorate cakes. And for her, it was like this creative outlet. And she realized it was a de-stressor. It was fun. It was something she could do with her family. It created memorable experiences. And for especially corporate women or women in healthcare, where like your job is very much like this is not necessarily room for creativity all the time. Mm -hmm. That was a way that she was able to bring that for herself and then deliver it to other people. So you might be sitting there thinking like, oh gosh, I don't even have a business or a concept for one, but let's talk about the importance of why, when you do get to that point where you're like, I'm going to do something, your brand is not just your visuals and why it's so important to get to actually the core of your brand, which is your brand strategy or brand development. But I think of it as like, what's the core and your core makes up your brand vision. So the vision for your, for your business, what it is that you want to be doing, why um, your mission is a big part of that too. So why are you doing or offering the service or course or um, programs that you're offering? Who is it for? And that's really when we get into that unique value proposition, which It sounds like a fancy term, but basically I teach that it's this intersection of the thing that you love to do and the area that somebody has a need. So how you can specifically meet that need through your skill set is your unique value proposition. So when you build with your mission, your vision, your brand values, and your unique value proposition, that is really the core of a brand. Then as you kind of transition into marketing, you're thinking about your brand pillars and your brand pillars Again, let's not overcomplicate this. Let's make it super simple. Your brand pillars are the categories or themes that you're talking about, that you're teaching about, that if you had five minutes on a stage anywhere, or you sat down with a girlfriend and they were like, hey, can you tell me how you've been doing this one thing? Like that could be a brand pillar for you. So something that you find, like maybe you're the go-to person for this. And it doesn't have to be, people think it's really intimidating, but for me, my brand pillars are video, branding, marketing. I always weave storytelling in through each of those aspects because it just lends itself well. And then I have another brand pillar that's really more a lifestyle about entrepreneurship and being a mom and that, you know, that intersection there. And so those are the four main categories of things that I talk about all the time that I'm known for. I teach on them. I share stories about them. um, I create content around them. And then I also sell services based on those pillars. So the core of your brand, why you really want to be clear on what it is, is because from that, everything else is derived, right? So you're going to market based on your branding. You're going to create products based on who your brand is. You're going to identify who your ideal clients are based on who your brand is. And that's kind of, it's a multi-layer process when we do this in like the Attraction Marketing Accelerator, my group program, we go through this whole client discovery process, but you really get specific on who you are, who it is that you serve and what you have to offer that sets you apart in the space. And that gets into brand positioning, but again, let's keep it simple for today. 
Yeah. I love the example that you gave of the uh, physical therapist and taking her passion and turning it into a profit. And so I think in the healthcare space, like when you think about like, if you may have an area of expertise or something that you enjoy doing as a nurse, and you can totally take that into the online space to be able to teach people or maybe create an online course around that in that aspect. But also I love that example because it shows that you can also take your passion and be able to turn it into something online, whether that's in something you can create passive income with. So it becomes your outlet for doing something that you love. And I really think that in the healthcare and especially over this past year with COVID and everything, the impact that it has had on healthcare professionals is tremendous. And so you're experiencing that burnout, overwhelm, you're really just stressed, you're, you maybe hate going into work every day. So being able to have something that you're passionate about, like on the side that you can kind of pour into, I think it just, we all want to do something that we're passionate about. And maybe in the beginning, we got into healthcare because we were passionate about it. And we wanted to help people, but you've kind of found yourself in that situation where you're stuck and you're, you're dreading going to work and you're stressed. Maybe you're experiencing anxiety or whatever that is. So like being able to have a passion project on the side alleviates a lot of that. I love that idea that you gave. I think that is, that's awesome that she kind of dove into, because when you think physical therapists and like cake baking or decorating, it's like two different, totally different things, but it's using her, her passion as a project. So let's dive into a little bit about storytelling. And over the years, just being in the entrepreneurial space, I have seen the impact of storytelling and how it is so relatable. And I think that is the huge piece when it comes, and you can speak to this a little bit more when it comes to marketing is telling a story. Like I'll even read a devotional or something and it starts with a story. So it really draws you in. And then at the very bottom, it just makes some use one little part of scripture that related it to the story. And you always remember that story. And I think as human beings, it's kind of in our nature to be drawn to that story story piece because it connects us. So share a little bit about the importance of storytelling when it comes to building your brand. Yeah. So I think what you said was very well put because stories build connections and marketing really is just storytelling at its finest, at least attraction marketing. There's so many different types you can do, but when you think about telling a story, it can, it, it engages different parts of your brain. Like from a, I'm not a scientific person, but when you think about it, like different parts of your brain will light up and you hear a story compared to like, if you're just reading a fact, stories also help people retain more information. Um, they can make a bigger impact. You can also, I, I have found you can even evoke different emotions from people through stories. And they're a really great way to also get people to do what you want them to do. And I say that I, you know, use storytelling for good, <laughs> caveat, use storytelling for good. But when you can, um, when you can bridge the gap between somebody's current state, where they are now and where they want to go, or maybe a desire they have currently to getting there or a problem that they're facing to overcoming that challenge, when you can bridge that gap through story, it makes people feel understood. And so I, I could go on and on and on about how incredible storytelling is, but what I want to give you is some tangible things that you can actually start because some people are like storytelling. What does that mean? Like mm. sitting down around a campfire, like, is it bedtime stories with my kiddos? Is it, am I writing like a novel? It could be long form, short form, whatever your fancy is. But the way that I like to introduce storytelling with my clients in their content is do this, sit down and do a 15 minute brain dump of 
things that happened in your week or big moments that have happened in your life. It could be big moments. It could be little things that happened, things your kids said. You can do a big brain dump um, that helps to just kind of like jot out a bunch of things or go back through journals or go back and look at even photos in your camera reel. And you think about different memories and experiences that you had. And what I also do, this is a, like a little insider tip. I keep a note on my phone for funny things that happen, whether it's like making cookie dough and my husband tries to swipe a ball of cookie dough and I'm like, hey, you know, you shouldn't eat that, right? Raw cookie dough. And he's like, oh, I like to live on the edge. And I later took that anecdote and transform that into like, hey, there's a risk when you eat raw cookie dough, but we do it anyway. There's a risk when you invest in your business, but here's why you should do it. So, you know, you can, that's just a very simple example of bridging the gap between Right now, for me, some of my clients come to me and they're like, okay, I have this business that has been going for a little bit and I need more guidance. I need to get to that next level. Um, a lot of it is like they need help refining their product suite, which means like what they're offering. And then they want to make sure they get that in front of the right people with the right messaging. So what I do is help them through that process, but they just need some of the initial hurdles they have to get over to even get to that point is like uh, thinking about shifting their perspective from all the money going out of their business for an investment in mentorship to looking at what could come in, not just from a financial perspective, but what can come in from having greater clarity, confidence? What does having that right direction look like? Um, and it's a compounding return on investment, right? Because you made this point earlier, Brianne, you were like, okay, there's so many different strategies out there. You could Google your way. Nothing I'm teaching is going to be like earth shattering or so epic that you're like, my God, I could never learn from anybody else. But it's the way that I teach the way that I show up. So if you're listening to this, it's how you teach, how you show up your personal stories and experiences that will connect with your people. You're not trying to attract everybody with your stories. You're trying to attract the right people. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, to bring this back, tangible brain dump, look through your photo reel and fun memories. Like think about little moments. Um, another, for instance, is I sent an email a couple weeks back that was like, I ran to Meyer, the grocery store here in the Midwest. I ran to Meyer to get diapers for my kid because we were down to the last one. And as I was running in, they had a end cap aisle that was loaded full of Oreos that were on sale. And we never buy Oreos, but that day I had a hankering. I was like, ooh, Oreos. Turned around, grabbed them, went to the checkout and grabbed a pint of ice cream for my husband, got in the car and he's like, great wear the diapers. Ah, I left them. So that's what happens when we don't go in with a written down list, just like that can happen to you. If you don't have a step marketing strategy or brand strategy, you feel like you're just flying by the seat of your pants. You go in for something, you come out with the wrong thing. So that's another really good, for instance, quote unquote story. It doesn't have to be this big drawn out thing, but you sit there and relate like, oh yeah, I love Oreos or I've done that with this thing, or it's a relatable tangible example of what you're trying to convey with your idea. And it's memorable. Yeah. I love that because it really does make someone connect and relate to you. And I think that even in the online space, when you're scrolling on Instagram or you're scrolling through Facebook, we've all got that Facebook friend that makes her life look like she's got a perfect marriage and her kids are always wearing bows in their hair and they're dressed. And it's yep. like, that's not relatable. Like my house is dirty. There's laundry piled up. My kid is wearing clothes with grass stains. It's not relatable. So I think really pulling in these pieces. And I think that's what a lot of people need because I think we've disconnected from that just in the whole social media world. But I really feel like we're kind of coming back to that being your authentic self, which we always hear that word authentic. You want to be authentic. You want to be authentic. Like I feel like it gets, you know, it's like Over this term 
term that we hear over and over and over and over. And it's, but I really feel like with storytelling, it brings your person in and it does make that connection because you're like, oh my gosh, she's a hot mess too. Like, just like me, like, it's like, I can relate to that. I love storytelling and I love always hearing other people's story. Like as I've uh, been doing interviews and interviewing all kinds of different people, I find that I am really drawn to knowing, like learning about other people and how they got from one place to the next and kind of that journey, because I find myself on a journey too. So it's always so inspiring to hear like, this is where I started in this work and this is where I am, you know, like, and it's not this overnight success. Like most people think that it is, it's like, no, they've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes to get from point A to point B, or, you know, whether it's something that they've experienced in life, a trauma and how they've gotten over it or whatever. It's it's always very inspiring for me to hear other people's stories and how they're relatable, because I think they do connect us. And that's, that's the huge piece of it. And uh, so your area of expertise is really a video, right? Like that's kind of your, your jam. So if you'll talk about the importance of using video and how we can use that in, in marketing and through our storytelling, how we can use video. Yeah, I would love to. Okay. So video has been this thing. It's, it's funny because even gosh, 15 years ago now, and I was like, I'm going to get into video. And my family was like, my, you're never going to make money. You know, (laughs) then the idea of, okay, building up video work locally, right? I started doing local work or maybe sometimes I would fly out and travel and go do video work. Um, So the idea of taking video and somehow bringing that to an online business didn't feel feasible at the beginning because it was like, oh, this is a service that's done in person. How the heck can I use my video experience have an online business. And then, but really what it was, was like going a layer deeper into the branding and marketing, because for me in my career, like I started with video, but that also really rounded out to be graphic design and web design. So you have more skills than what maybe is just surface level or what you're known for. So I like to be able to add in kind of the supporting pieces. So even as you're thinking about your skill set and you're like, Ooh, but this is like done in person. How could I bring this into passive income? Um, think about the supporting skill sets around that too. But my journey into video and then how I recognize this gap in the market that I talked about earlier was I knew about storytelling, knew about video, knew about all the supporting pieces and thought, okay, video is so essential in your business. For one, from a statistic standpoint and having a video on a sales page, for instance, that can actually bump your conversion rates up to 80%. So huge. Um, there's statistics about like 95% of, uh, or people retain 95% of a message compared to like 10% written in text video gets 1200% more shares on Facebook. And I think it was Twitter at the time, then text and image alone. I don't necessarily have to convince people like you should be using video. Now the main objections I get are the, what do I say? What's some of the tech and when do I use it? So video from a basic standpoint, if you're just getting started or thinking about getting started, I want you to show up, start showing up face to camera on your Instagram, on Facebook, wherever your platform is. Clubhouse can't do it. But if you are doing a podcast, um, maybe consider even doing video every once in a while or doing like a video recap of what your podcast episode was about and send that video out your email list, post it on Instagram, use video as a way that people can connect even further. Cause we talked about the power of storytelling for connection. When people can see you a live human being for me, I talk with my hands, right? I'm fast talking Italian. That's just how it works. <laughs> but 
people can see me and feel connected to me because I'm showing up and I'm putting my face out there. When you written word is amazing. You have to have solid copy. Video just has that intangible X factor that really mm-hmm. bumps things up. And it's really powerful when it comes to marketing and sales. Yeah. And if you just look at, I mean, YouTube alone, you know, how, how it blew up. I mean, it's all video and people want to be able to, again, back to that connection, like you said, they want to be able to learn something or feel connected and just getting over the, the fear of doing it, I think is a big step for a lot of people, especially if you're talking about doing lives or going, doing a Facebook live or doing something on Instagram or whatever that is. I mean, it's a little bit easier. I think when you're just recording yourself, because you don't have that live audience that you have to worry about, like you're worried about messing up or whatever. So would you say the best way to practice is maybe just do it in just a form of a video yourself with your iPhone to kind of get started and get used to it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can even just Sometimes you can video and then not even let it see the light of day. But if you've never used video to talk about your business, that's challenging, especially for women, because we don't want to feel self-centered or vain or Mm -hmm. pushy. And it's also a very vulnerable thing to sell. Yeah, It, it shouldn't be because if you're really selling one, if you stand behind your brand, you have a clear mission, you have a product or service that is of value and you believe that, then you should be able to show up and talk about it with the same excitement that you talk about your target tank. We talk about other things because there's a disconnection because it wasn't something that we created. And even as moms, like we can brag on our kids, but we don't talk about, we talk about how amazing our kids are. We don't say like, I'm such an amazing mom. I taught my kids these things. You you brag on your kids. So it is a flip in (laughs) what you're told of like, you know, your whole life growing up is to be humble and you know to be all these things. And it's not boastful to sell and it's not boastful to sell on video, but it does take working up to that. So I say best ways to do it. You can either record yourself and never let it see the light of day, though. I would encourage you at least show up on Instagram stories for 15 seconds. You can show behind the scenes. It doesn't even have to be your face. It could be behind the scenes, something that you're working on. It could be your morning routine. Maybe it is your favorite moment of the day or recap. Maybe it is where you're providing value and training, doing a mini training on something. The more you can show up on video, the easier and easier it's going to get. Mm -hmm. So it's just the consistency of just showing up and doing it. Mm -hmm. You're scared or struggling with that piece. I think just being consistent with it. Yeah. And you're likely, you know, you're like, okay, I'm Liz, I'm going to create an online course. I really want to do rather than just like screen recording of slides. I want to do face to cam. That can be intimidating. And that's where I have resources like the Media Maker Lab to really walk you through some of those things of like, okay, how do you set up your camera? What do you need for lighting Um, based on either what you have or if you have a little bit of a budget? So it really is scalable. But video can, it's no longer that you need to have, you know, really fancy equipment or audio or lighting. I mean, those things as an agency owner, like, yes, we have them, we use them, but for entrepreneurs on the day-to-day basis, where it's just important for you to use video in your daily marketing strategy, you can use your phone. You can use AirPods. Um, I actually have, I think on my Instagram, there's like a five budget hacks for video posts or something. I might even have a blog post on it, but you know, there's lots of ways you can do that. And then you can up the production value from there, depending on shelf life. If it's Instagram and stories, it's there for 24 hours. Don't 
get a, a professional camera and then flip mm-hmm. it and do, you know, don't worry about that. But if it's a promotional video for launching your course that could generate you thousands of dollars in revenue, you know, maybe look into making it a little bit more polished. So moving on from the video, I want you to, we're going to kind of go back into the basics of building a brand. And I want you to share some tips with listeners as I mentioned to you before, they're kind of in the beginning stages of thinking about building a brand, or maybe they have a business that they've already started online, but they really don't have their solid brand Mm -hmm. uh, defined. If you could just tell us some tips on how they can create the brand to begin with, and then how they can simply use, which we kind of touched on this just now, but just to market through storytelling. Yeah. So to start out, let's, let's start at like ground zero. I want you to sit down and make a list, whether on your phone, on a piece of paper, but make a list of your experience. Um, doesn't have to be professional. It could be instances, your experience in things that lit you up, you know, cause we all have so many other experiences that maybe you don't want to build a business around it write down your experiences that light you up. Maybe it is you're the go-to for all your girlfriends whenever they're having trouble with this. Or maybe it's like you were the girl in college that all your doormates would come over because they needed help making a budget and you're really good with numbers. Like whatever it is, make a list of those things. Um, just write out those skill sets and then jot down any moments or experiences that came to mind. You know, we think about like, okay, when you're building a brand, you you know, you're going to write down your credibility markers. That would be, you know, your experiences with that. We talk about uh, client transformations. That's really, you know, what are the results that you've gotten for other people? And this is that question is particularly challenging if your nine to five professional career is different than what you want your business to be, because you feel that's where imposter syndrome starts to creep in. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. I can't start a baking business. I'm a nurse or, you know, I'm a dentist. Like yeah. <laughs> I tell people not to eat candy all day. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so think you can still think about those things and you can even think about and write down again, like I said, those credibility markers, the skill set, the times, the value that you're able to bring to the table. And maybe even this is where story comes into play. What personal experiences have you gone through before that would allow you to connect with your ideal client? So get clear on the skill sets that you have, the moments that light you up, and then we'll get into your ideal client a little bit, because we want to get clear on exactly who you're speaking to before we ever even get into storytelling, mm-hmm. know exactly who you are, what it is that you want to do, and then know who you want to serve. Okay. Those are the things I want you to flesh out for your brand strategy. And when you're thinking about your ideal client, it could be a quote unquote, younger version of yourself and younger by younger. I don't mean just age, but maybe a stage and where they're at in their personal development journey and their professional journey. Um, it can be, and, and it's not always somebody and that wants to do like for me, I'm not mentoring people who are just coming up and building video and design agencies. I'm mentoring a lot of different um, professions, but it could be somebody that was an earlier version of yourself. It could also be um, just a a group, a demographic that you have a heart for. Maybe it's single moms. Maybe it is that you are based in the Midwest or in the South and, you know, whatever it is, whatever niche, that's why when you hear like niche down, niche down, you can always niche down more over time, but I want you to just start with like, who do you in general work like working with? It doesn't have to be a past client. Maybe it's a best friend. You can pull from those qualities in somebody. Maybe you've had a boss or it was a patient that 
you just really liked their attitude or the way they handled things or some you know interaction. That is even part goes into building your ideal client. Um, but some tangibles are things like what are things that they're Googling? What are they Googling right now? Mm-hmm. What are they struggling with? Um, where, you know, you can build the avatar itself, which is kind of like, what are their hobbies? Where do they shop? You know, what do they do for fun? Those things are always good to understand the person, but from a business perspective, I always like to hit on like, what are they Googling? What are their pain points? What are some of the things that they want to accomplish? And then think about, well, what might be holding them back from accomplishing that? Because once you can get clear on who they are and you can do the whole fancy thing of giving them a name, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a good place to start. Yeah. I love that when you discuss pain points. And so this is almost where you come in. So you're looking at a problem and then you're providing a solution for it. And Mm -hmm. so that goes again into when you're, when you start to market yourself, you're not selling things, you're solving problems. And so I think that's where that mind shift comes in, where you shouldn't be scared to sell what you have because it's adding value and it's really helping someone else. Mm -hmm. And um, going back to the first part of that around when you were talking about your experiences and, you know, like your personal experiences and your moments and things like that. I think for me, um, I went through this practice and it was a good tip I learned there was to ask people that you're close to what you're good at. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, a lot of times I think because we're good at things, certain things come natural to us. We don't think that that's kind of a quote expertise because it feels normal to us. But from the outside, look at it in, it's like, wow, you're really great at communicating. You conversate very well. So it could be something as simple as being a good communicator and being able to build a business around that or a brand around that. So mm-hmm. I think that was uh, what I wanted to touch on there. But yeah, the personal experiences, I think are a big piece of it too, because again, that brings in that storytelling piece, right? So that like helps people connect to us as you share your personal experiences, they can see themselves in you and see what's possible. So I love that part of it too. I do want you to talk a little bit about your actual services. So you kind of have like a tier service. So the self-paced program is the Meteor and Maker Lab, which you've referenced a few times. And then what other services do you offer from there? Yeah. So from there, I have my signature group marketing program. That's called the Attraction Marketing Accelerator. This is for creative service providers in the online space that, again, are looking to um, elevate their brand, position themselves as the expert, and they're feeling either stuck in the day-to-day of working on client work for other people or working on like so much in their business where they're constantly creating content and they're um, trying to get new leads in the door, but they don't have the time or they haven't carved out the time to really work on their business, meaning that long-term vision, looking at what they want to do. So in AMA, it's a 12-week group marketing program, um, small group, so less than eight women. And I really walk with them side by side through building out what their vision is for their business. We go through brand strategy, we hit on content marketing, your marketing strategy, and your launch strategy. In particular, we we really hit on email marketing, video marketing, and social media marketing. It's like, I'm going to teach you the core foundations of building a brand and having solid marketing. And then you pick which platform you feel you can carry out to the best of your ability. So that's great because it gives people that who are in that space of feeling overwhelmed and a little aimless in their marketing, gives them that clarity and direction and also the support and confidence to actually market themselves, right? To show up and be able to 
teach and share their expertise. Um, so that's the group marketing program. Um, I do on occasion work with clients one-on-one. Those are for clients that are more seasoned in entrepreneurship that are really, they've got the foundational knowledge and now they need that. Um, I don't want to say higher level strategy, but kind of that longer term strategy. So that's a longer container. So those are a little bit more in between, but so far the Media Maker Lab and AMA are my two kind of, if you, if you want to learn with me, those are the ways to work together. And then if you're like, Hey Liz, I've got this stuff established, or I need help developing my brand. Um, I want somebody to be able to create my website for me or create the video content for me. That's where my agency steps in. So we walk with you through the stages of entrepreneurship based on your needs. And because I have both the agency and education arms of my business, um, that allows me to really say like, okay, I really think this is what you need. So sometimes people will come to me and they'll be like, oh, I I need a website, right? Like I just started my business. I need a logo, need a website. And you know, my agency owner and me would be like, no, don't do that. But my mentor side is like, that's not where you need to start. What you actually need to start with is here. So Mm -hmm. being able to put people on the path that they need to be, depending on where they're at in their business is one of the things I love to be able to do because that's where you build like brand integrity. And that's where you build that brand loyalty too. Mm-hmm. So really it's a one-stop shop for anybody who <laughs> is looking to build a brand online. Yeah. You've got all the aspects and you can kind of just guide them where they need to start and then just, you know, be able to help them along the way. So I love that. And if someone wants to be able to create a passive income or build that brand, I think you have really just condensed everything and just simplified everything and just kind of hold their hand, which like I mentioned at the beginning is kind of what we need as, you know, people coming from the healthcare space into the online space as an entrepreneur, we really need that hand holding. So I think that is awesome that you have not only a couple of tiers of your, your business, you've kind of got two, you know, two aspects um, as far as the agency and then um, your online stuff. So you do have a freebie that you offer. Uh, can you share a little bit about that with our listeners? And I'll also link it up in the show notes for you guys. Yeah. So I back, gosh, last year, again, like in the start of the pandemic, when I was going to launch this course, I realized like people need to get started with video. They need to get started now. So what are the things that are holding them up? Oftentimes it's knowing like, what are the basics? Can they use what they have? What do they need? What are the main kind of three things they need to be paying attention to? And then where do they go next? So I created a video starter guide to really help you hit the ground running when it comes to creating video content in your business, whether that be social media, all the way up to creating branded video content. So you can get that. Um, that's totally free. And then you, by getting that, um, guide, you also get to experience some of my fun emails as well. So you can see what it looks like in practice to have a welcome sequence and what do storytelling emails look like. And if I, I'm not in the launch right now, but probably towards the fall, if you're still with me, you'll be able to see what do I do during a launch and kind of make some notes too, as well. Uh, I love the name of your newsletter too. It's called the final cut. I thought that was super cute. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It's a little play on words for a video editing software. Yes. I love that. Love it. Love it. All right, Liz, thank you so much for hanging out with us today and sharing your knowledge and your wisdom with our listeners. And if we have someone listening that is ready to build an online business and they want to do all the things, where is the best place they can find you? 
Yeah. So I say be intentional. So the best thing to do would be to slide into my DMs on Instagram and just introduce yourself. I check them personally. I respond to all my messages and Hey, reaching out doesn't mean I'm going to like try to sell you something. I just want to connect with you as a person. Let me know, Liz, I'm on this journey. You can even just, um, DM me and say, Hey, listen to you on the podcast and I'll get back to you. Awesome. And it's just, is it your, just your handle is just at, is it Liz McVoy? Is that right? Liz McVoy creative. Sorry. Totally. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and hanging out with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, man. Hey, real quick, before you go, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure you go over to Apple iTunes and hit subscribe. This way you'll get notified when all of the new episodes air. And if you've been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, or you just want to say thank you, be sure to take a screenshot and share it over on the gram, post it up in your stories, and tag me at Brianne, it's B-R-I-A-N-N-E underscore Bell, B-E-L-L. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm so grateful for you guys. Until next time. If you like my mom's podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review.